0: Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition and helps you create a life by design. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and today with me is my co-host, Travis McQueen, and uh, we're going to just shoot the shit today a little bit. We got some different things we want to talk about. Uh, Before we get into the episode, a few quick shout outs to the different sponsors of this podcast. Uh, First form is the supplement sponsor of this show. So if you want any of the best supplements in the game, head to firstform.com/ tailored coaching method. Uh, I'm gonna shout out a couple quick of uh, I always get questions of like um, people DM me and they'll ask me like what are your supplements that you take? So I just figured real quick. Um, quite a bit, but uh, the, the big ones that I think I can't live without are the greens and reds. I mix them together. I also mix my creatine in there. So, like, my concoction in the morning is the greens, the reds, the creatine. Um, and, I'll, and I'll be honest, I still put a little crystallite in there. Are you, are you doing the crystallite? Absolutely. In yours? I've been doing that for years in I any mean, green supplement. It's like, I mean, even the best tasting ones.
1: I'd be able to do it if I ran out of crystallite, but there's no yeah. point in not doing it if it does not 100%. Yeah.
0: I will say, I brought the travel packs with me traveling when I was in Pennsylvania for um, Jake's gym. And uh, I didn't bring Crystallite with me. Yeah. And that was the first time I even tried it without anything because I usually just naturally put crystalline in it. It was actually not bad at all. Nice. So it's like uh, one of the better...
1: You tried it with them um,
0: combined? Yeah, it was combined and just water and a water bottle. And uh, usually, like there's probably three at max of all the supplement company greens drinks that I've tasted that are tolerable Yeah. without... You know, some people like that grass taste, but... I'm good. Like it's not the best, but yeah, it's not ba- bad either, man. Yeah, It's not bad. Like I'm yeah. not going to like hack, but, but the first one was actually good. They actually have enough flavor in there, especially if you mix the reds in there. Cause there's more flavor in that one. Um, but, uh, those, and then the cinnamon toast crunch, whey protein. I can't live without that one either. The nice. whey protein and then the greens, reds and the, uh, creatine. Those are like, if I run out of supplements, I also, I really, really, uh, value their, their sleep supplements, master brain PM and night tea. Um, and those are two that I've given to clients that they were, like, shocked at how well they work. Because yeah. they're, like, it's not just melatonin. Like, there's actually uh, different things that are going to help, like GABA and your magnesium and zinc and different things uh, for neurotransmitters and ashwagandha to lower your cortisol. So um, those are good. How, how did you like the, uh, was it blueberry muffin?
1: Yeah, so I was going to say Cinnamon Toast Crunch is what we were using a lot of mm-hmm. the time for either our shakes or our overnight oats. So that's what I use it with. Super good. Yeah. With super the oats. good. But we ran out of that and you got me some blueberry muffin, but did you good. use
0: the blueberry muffin with the oats? Yeah. Oh. And blueberries. Oh, and yeah. What yogurt? Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Oh, so not like that. vanilla yogurt, like literal yeah. overnight oats. Yes.
0: Uh, cause I'm putting mine in just like oatmeal with like hot oatmeal not overnight. So. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Um, which I don't think I would like the blueberry muffin with, yeah. but with o- overnight oats, that would be good. Yeah. Um, Strawberry milkshake one is good. Whoa, of level one. Yeah, the blueberries level one. So it's a little bit thicker. Yep. Um, they got. A, dude, have you have you looked at the list of flavors?
1: Yeah, it's pretty wild. We yeah. have a mint chocolate chip too, which is yeah decent.
0: Yeah, um, some of them are strictly like drink by itself versus yeah. mixed with things. Yes, but uh, my client Tom, um, Corbin WWE, mm. um, when when we. Uh, first, got on board, so it's been a while. I mean, he still does this, but I'm, I remember getting notified about his order. And he, the, I swear this dude tried every flavor. Wow. Dude, he bought like 15 whey proteins. Get after it. I, he was like, can't decide. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. He's got them all. He travels a lot, so he's bringing whey protein with him all the time. Um, but just crazy. But shout out to our sponsor, slash tailored coaching method. Um, and then the next sponsor we're going to uh, chat about a little bit because this was the launch. So, obviously, the Tailored Life podcast is sponsored by Tailored Life Apparel. Um, Definitely, uh, me and Andreas both have some thoughts on systemizing. Uh, I mean, everything went smoothly, like, as far as packing, shipping, everything, but it just takes... It's funny, because we had everything, and we're like, all right, we got the printer, the label, like, we got the cutting board, everything's out, and we both look at each other, like, so what what should the process be here? (laughs) I was like, well, I don't fucking know. (laughs) Let's just start winging it you know yeah but it was cool because we had to go obviously and like see the orders so it was cool to see uh clients it was cool to see like regular podcast listeners who ask questions like see their names you know pop up and um even some of my clients from overseas you know like that I know shipping's not cheap to get it from Damn. the United States all the way over into Europe and stuff you know so um really really appreciative of like I mean, everybody, but I was going to say those people who, like, paid the extra shipping to get that stuff. Um, but, man, I'm just so excited to see what you it. got on your back. Yeah, yeah, but, like, on people's backs. Yeah. You know, taking pictures at the gym and taking pictures wherever they're at. like
1: That's me sick. So, maybe, tag us.
0: Yeah, please tag us. Uh, Tailored Life Apparel, at Tailored Life Apparel. That'll be in the description of the podcast. Um, as will the website. There still is some quantity left. Uh, we did not sell out of everything. Um, I don't know what sizes of everything are left, but uh, we – we definitely got a big bulk order on the front end, so we still got a decent amount of stuff, um, which is another thing me and Andres were laughing about because um, I don't remember, even if I did know remember who it was, I wouldn't say their name, but somebody who owns a clothing company was on a podcast, and the, the host was like, can I ask you anything? You just be transparent, whatever. And he was like, yeah, of course. And he was like, so when you say like, you're sold out, are you really sold out, or do you just like <laughs> save it for clearance on the next drop? And the guy literally was like, man, why do you got to ask me that? <laughs> so I was cracking up. Cause I was like, man, like some of these guys, I'm like, do you really sell out that fast? You know, like we don't expect to on our first drop anyway, yeah. but, and we got a lot because we want to be able to like, I mean, we got a big podcast coming up. I'm going to gift some, I, I'm I shipped some to some people I know or have connections with just to be able to like get the word out there and stuff. Um, but it was just hilarious. So like transparently, like obviously we do have some left so i have to
1: ask does it like reflect on the website
0: uh what do you mean
1: like if there's no smalls left oh yeah
0: yeah that's the cool thing about um and like thank god for amy to help us on this but like if like the quantity in our inventory is attached to the quantity on the website nice you know um so like when something's out it cuts out right it's the same reason why like even yesterday like or like for myself like one of our goals like we you and i talked about was like i Gonna be wearing TLA shorts in every fucking video we film. Yeah. So like obviously I had to get grab a couple extra. We had to mark that. We had one damaged shirt, so we had to mark that, and it drops it on the website. Damn. Um, and that's the other thing. It's like okay, now we we're like we gotta get shelving and better organization units. So it's I mean it's a learning curve, dude. It's just and it's.
1: You're gonna get shelving for here.
0: I mean, yeah, but we'll be able to bring it. Okay. Um, but like we don't need that much shelving yet. So, but we need something. We can't just be on the floor. (laughs) Yeah. Relying on boxes, you know? Um, But like, because even, you know, depending on usually when you order stuff, they're, they're individually bagged. So you don't have to worry about much, but um, some of our product was not because of how we had it produced because we, like we've talked about had to have stuff handmade. So like I had to bag them after the fact because I wanted to make sure they didn't get dusty or dirty or damaged or anything. Um, But, Nonetheless, um just gotta organize it better, you know. But it's uh it's a big learning curve. For it's sure. New it's a new thing. And then there's like the you know, like what the the next drop, and then like as this next drop's coming, I'm already planning the third because if you're I, I don't feel like I was on top of the second one fast enough relative yeah, because by the time so I get my samples on Tuesday And as long as they're good, or I just need minor adjustments, we're fine. We can go into production. But to me, like my goal is to have the samples of the third launch in my mailbox as we're launching the second one Mm. so that because then you have a little bit more time. You're always ahead of the game, you know, and then as you get bigger and you have bigger quantities, the order takes longer to produce. So then you have to be like two ahead. More product. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, um, and, and even if we have like, for example, like this, this last launch, we're not remaking any of that. So even though it's not one of those things where it's like, you have one week to order. Granted, who knows as we grow and we get more popular then of course you probably will, because once they're up, they're up, but we're not ordering those again. You know, those are, those are done. Um, but I am excited for the next launch just because we're going to be able to change things up. I'm not going to say what it is. I have everything already done and ready. Um, but they're all different. what I mean, so, uh, the most popular thing so far has been the crew neck for sure. Um, Probably because it's the most unisex, you know, and, and we're obviously, um, which we are going to do on the next launch, not the crew neck, but, um, there's going to be more unisex options. Like the shirt right now is, um, if any women bought the shirt and, uh, you you rock it and it looks great, take a picture, send it to us. It's designed for a dude, but now there's a lot of clothes that can be either way, just the way styles work, like baggy stuff's coming back in style now, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so for both sexes, but there's a lot of women who wear oversized shirts, shorts, hoodies, like all that kind of stuff. So the crew neck is is an oversized unisex. The shirt is not. The shirt is a, a male. Technically, it's a long body athletic style fit, so it's a little bit slimmer and then long body. Um, so, but I don't know. I'm actually uh, I have uh, I got my I bought my dad one, but he's small. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna have Shannon Sh- try short. it on. Yeah. Yeah. He's like five seven on a good day. So I got them a small, but I'm going to have Shannon try it on and just be like, yo, does this, cause then I can tell people, cause I've had a lot of women ask me like, well, what should I show her a, uh for a shirt if I'm a girl? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. We didn't make it for that, <laughs> you know, but um, cause usually the oversized is like boxy. It's totally. not a boxy, but we'll see. Um, but the shorts are definitely unisex. Um, a lot of women are wearing those like mesh short, boy style mesh shorts, the, obviously the high socks as well. Um, and yeah. I'm excited. It was successful so far. We still have some some stock left. So if you want to grab anything, com or .co, sorry. Um, it is in the description of this podcast, obviously. Please go give us a follow. Um, you can see all the stuff. I believe you can actually shop on Instagram now because I've been able to tag products. So I, uh, you should be able to just literally click the image of me wearing something. Click the fucking little tag. View shop. Yeah. And you just click the tag and it'll pull up the shorts. You can buy them right there. Make it easy. Um, but... Yeah, man, I'm excited. Dope. Excited.
1: Let's uh, let's transition here. Um, talk about your new adventure, your journey, mm. your your new shindig that you got. Cody is now starting to train for powerlifting.
0: Yeah, I'm excited, man. It's uh, your journey. I was talking to, was it um,
1: the powerlifting competition.
0: Yeah, I think I was talking to CJ about this though. But like, I think there's like, as a fitness professional sometimes I think there's values in both sides of this. Like I was listening to David Goggins on Joe Rogan's podcast recently. And he was saying, I mean, he's David Goggins. So like take everything with a grain of salt because he's just so hardcore. But he was like, uh, somebody asked me what I'm training for. And I said, nothing motherfucker. I'm training for life. You don't need to train for anything. And it was like, in one respect, I I understand that it's like, you just train just to train because that's discipline. It is keeping you ready. He was like, I'm not getting ready for anything. I just stay ready. And And I respect that. But, at the same time, like, as a fitness professional, I like setting targets like that because it keeps, it keeps me learning. You know, this is a different wheelhouse Keep to an your interest. Yeah, I mean, it keeps me very fired up about fitness yeah. um, to have different goals and stuff. And it's always been hyper-focused, like, photo shoot, photo shoot, photo shoot. And it's just like, okay, I'm going to cut, and then I'm going to get bigger again, and I'm going to do it again. And I've always loved that. Um, I just... Like, I'm at a point in my life, too, where I'm like, I don't really have a desire to get bigger at all. Like, I don't care about getting bigger muscles at all. Like, um, if anything, I would rather just stay pretty ripped. Like, I would rather that. But the idea of being able to just be strong as fuck is really appealing to me yeah. right now. And and I've always known, like, I'm, I felt like I was as strong as I could get without doing this. Like, I was... I had pretty good lifts. I mean, the other week I hit 300 on the bench for one. Um, i I did 500 on the trap bar deadlift, so that's probably, in my opinion, probably like 450, 460 for straight bar deadlift, 375 squat, like all good numbers. But if I stepped on a competition for,
1: yeah, is that what it is? As uh bench dead. Squat, yeah,
0: squat bench, dead. Um, I don't know what order they do them in. That's what I was gonna say. We just said it in two different orders. Yeah, every usually, like if you ask somebody about the big three, they'll usually just say squat bench, deadlift. That's just, I don't know why that's how it rolls off. Yeah, and that might be because that's what they do. I don't, I haven't looked up enough on like actual competition days. Um, but the thing is, it's all day too. So typically, what you would do is like you have event one and let's say it's squat and I I might not be going to event two to bench for an hour, two hours, three hours, four hours. Like, it depends on the, how big the event is, how many people are at the meet. But Brandon, my coach, he he said, he was like, we're going to be there all day. Like, which is why I'm going to go down to Oregon for the first one. So he can be there with me. Um, and then I'm not like letting my nerves or like confusion of what the fuck's going on and like, what order I go, when do I start warming up? Like ruin my performance. But, um, to be competitive, I got to be pretty fucking strong, dude. Like, I think, like, because I came into, I was like, all right, well, if I'm going to do this, like, I want to go for, like, a state record, you know, for my body weight. Like, if you're going to set a goal, set, <laughs> set a fucking goal. Set the bar high. You know? Let's go. Um, and then I started looking at uh, state records. And it was basically, like, like, there was, like, it showed, like, the last few years Arum's of them, you know? <laughs> Funny thing is, it was, it was, the state record was set at the Arnold Classic, but I don't know if it counts because the Arnold Classic isn't in Washington, but Oregon. he was from Washington. No, it's usually in Ohio.
1: I thought you just said you're going to Oregon.
0: I am, but I'm talking about state records. For so, Washington. So the guy's from Washington. Okay. So he's on the list, but I don't know if it counts because he didn't set the record in Washington. So I'm like, does it count if I set a record in Oregon for Washington or Oregon? Or like, you know what I mean? I think you have to be in the state competing. Yeah. But, like, anyway, I was trying to look up... I also don't know how to look up information on this stuff very well yet because I'm new to these websites. But I was looking at it, and it was, like, the three that were in Washington, I was like, I could fuck with those. Like, they were, like, the last three. And then there was, like, the guy that did it in Ohio for the Arnold Classic. And I think he's just from Washington. And he was just like, good Lord. Like, I'm not even touching that. Like, dude's just a fucking savage. Um, But we'll see. I mean, I think I have to get... So, like right now what it would be uh 675 plus 450 465 what is that 675 plus 400 is 1000 plus another 1075 plus 50 uh so 1125 um i think my i would have to uh to be considered a an elite level powerlifter in my weight class i got to pass 1188 which it's not that crazy. I would just have to add, get to basically 1,200. So I'm almost there with no powerlifting specific training. Uh, but to get a state record, I want to say I have to get pretty close to like 1,500. Like oh. it's up there. So I, I th- or like 1,400 maybe it was. I'd have to add quite a bit. I'm assuming
1: stupid, but that's with all of them added together.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, exactly, yeah. And so – but the reason I'm like it might – I'm going to set the bar high because I've never specifically trained for powerlifting. It's basically like I've always trained for aesthetics, physique, and and then like a little bit of strength maybe. And while doing that just so consistently, I've just gotten strong over time and like to be able to do some of the stuff that I'm doing now, which I, I hit him up yesterday, um, last night, I haven't looked at my email, but just was like, yo, you want to jump on the podcast? So we'll probably get my, my coach on here. Um, his name is Brandon Sen. He, uh, used to be one of the head, uh, educators at Kabuki strength, um, now he, which Chris Dov, and we've had him on the podcast, uh, the mad scientist. Mm. Um, and he was his coach when he won world champion and, uh, now he works with juggernaut. So, um, he's one of the coaches at juggernaut training, which is really, really well known. We have a couple of their books on the shelf and stuff, but, um, he's put a bunch of people on platforms, got world records. So Sick. I'm in good hands, but like some of the stuff, man, it's like, you're just, you're be- you're benching totally different. Like squatting totally different like it's no more like okay how do i squat to build my quads as much as possible it's how do i squat to get as much weight up as possible which is is a little bit more uncomfortable like there's more lower back there's more glutes there's a wider stance less quads like you're using a little bit more of everything so that you can accumulatively build the the lift up whereas i'm used to like let's isolate this one body part create as much tension right here specifically yeah um and it's interesting uh and it's cool just hearing the cues and all that stuff. I'm going to be doing some like pretty uncomfortable fucking mobility more or less from like a standpoint of getting it to like hyper extended ranges. I guess you could say like I have pretty good thoracic extension, but in order for me to be able to keep my butt on the bench while arching as much as possible to make that travel distance less. And if you think of being in a declined bench press, you can typically lift more weight on top of that. If I'm flat, I have all this distance to travel with the bar. If I arch a ton, I cut out some of that distance. Yep. Um, I have to teach my body to be able to fucking bridge on the bench, which is like he has me rolling over a huge, de- you saw the huge ball, pulling a band and like arching my back. It's like kind of awkward and yeah. uncomfortable, but Those, that's interesting.
1: That's one of many new kind of exercises or movements that you're doing. Yeah. Uh, the other day you were doing the band with the barbell. Kind of pulling
0: it down. Explain. Yeah, that, it's a reverse band barbell row. So it's like uh, hanging bands from the top of the rack and then underneath the bar, and you look like you're doing a bench press because you're laying on the bench, you grab the bar, but instead of pressing the bar, I'm pulling the bar towards my chest from where the bands are at the top. Um, and although it's technically a back exercise to row, it's more of a it's more of a drill yeah. than anything. Because it's, it's essentially, um, like, there's no progressive overload with it. Like, the goal is to be able to, like, create maximal tension at the bottom of a bench press. Because, I mean, you saw me doing bench press with six-second pauses at the fucking bottom. It's because, like, when you're on a competition floor, there's a pause. You have to get to the bottom, pause, then they release, and then you press. Because they have to ensure full range of motion. He's down. He's locked out. He paused. Okay, cool. Go. So there's, like, a time thing. So we're doing, it's not six seconds, but we're doing a six seconds to be able to train that. Totally. And then the band row is basically, how do I uh, build as much strength, stability, and just tension at that position? Well, fucking make the bar want to get away from me as much as possible. So instead of a bar crushing me at the bottom, it's trying to fucking pull to the top of the rack, and I'm pulling it down as hard as I can, while trying to avoid, like, my body just lifting off the fucking bench. So your whole body is just creating tension. Um, really interesting. It was kind of complicated to figure out. And, uh, and it was, it's one of those ones, too. I sent i'm like i think i'm doing this wrong this is weird like weird move, though. he was like nope that looks perfect <laughs> exactly he's like i don't expect you to progress in it it should be weird you're creating as much tension as you can at the bottom yeah looks same, good.
1: same with the rolling over the ball it was like i want it to hurt as bad as yeah like <laughs> this
0: should not feel good like this should actually be kind of painful <laughs> yeah um but it's yeah dude it's uh there's and i'm doing a lot of extra knee health stuff because i'm like if i'm going to do this i got to make sure my knee doesn't fucking blow out yeah um so, like, the different drills, uh, you didn't see it. It was after the conditioning. Uh, I was doing some of them. You'll see it today before the uh, lower body day. But, like, uh, one of them was crazy. It's a kettlebell Passover. So, like, doing a single leg RDL with one kettlebell, like a 35-pound kettlebell. So, nothing crazy for me. And then passing it back and forth. I'm like, okay, cool. As soon as I hand it off to this arm, my whole body shifts. I was like, oh, shit, okay. Because mm-hmm. even say he was like, you'll probably use a 35 and don't underestimate it. I'm like, okay. But, like, dude, it, like, your whole body – but we're just working on knee stability. Yeah. Um. So really trying to take care of my knee to just make sure I don't fucking tear a meniscus or blow it out because I've I've had weak knees um, and imbalances because of it. So, um, but I'll tell you what, dude. Like, there's uh, I've I mean, you know me. I fucking hate mobility. I also think you can get away with not doing much at all if your goals are aesthetic because you don't really need to, uh, especially because there's no perfect exercise for hypertrophy. Like, mm. you can work around uh limited ranges of motion or like. If you don't want to build strength or you don't care about doing a full range of motion squat with a bunch of weight on your back and you just want to build muscle, you're probably better off doing less mobility and foam rolling and doing more training to build muscle around it and then just do the limited amount so over time you can slowly heal. But if you're trying to get as strong as possible, perform as strong, as great as you can, have a deadlift or a powerlifting meet, timeline, whatever it is, you obviously got to do the right mobility to be able to function because there's no like – yeah, I don't like squats. Can I just do a split squat for this competition? Yeah. Like, yeah. no, you're doing it. So <laughs> um, I'm doing a more of that. And it's funny because I'm, like, excited to do mobility. But it just it, it literally just proves the point of, like, if you have a purpose or a reason or a goal that you've set, you are just so much more likely to enjoy stuff. Because beforehand, I'm like, oh, okay, I should do mobility. Quote, unquote, I should do mobility. And then I would get in the gym like, I actually don't fucking need to because I have enough range of motion and I don't have pain. I can do this training. Yeah. But now I'm like, well, I want to squat 500 pounds in competition. So. Get down there. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> going to do this yeah. and I'm excited to do it. I'm motivated to do it. It's just better. Like, yeah. And it's also scary too. Like 500 pounds on my back sounds like fucking lot.
1: You've done it before, right?
0: God, no. Oh. 375 is the most I've ever squatted. Oh. Um, which is actually good because I never have two knee surgeries. And I didn't, squ- I didn't barbell back squat for probably two or three years. After my first surgery, I was just like. I mean, my first surgery was in uh, high school, but, like, once I got into strength training was a few years later, and I was like, I'm not back squatting. It's just, like, it, I know I'm limited there. I, I would do, like, box squats or front squats, but I never, like, tested one RM back squats. I usually did split squats. Um, so, 375 is not bad at all. Um, and even he said, he was like, your numbers are actually good. He, he told me what, I was like, what would be appreciable numbers for a first-time power lifter? And he told me the numbers, and I was like, all right, well, I can either do that or more on all those lifts. Yeah which is cool, but I was like, well, what does it take to be elite, and that's where I found the 1188, so, like, 1,188-pound total for my weight, which I would have to cut to 165.
1: It's, like, 400.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's basically going to be about, like, it would essentially be, uh, to get 1,200 would be 500 deadlift, 400 squat, 300 bench. There you go. And that's, like, I already did 300 bench. I've done trap bar, which is different, so... I have the capacity to lift 500 pounds but not with a straight bar from a technical perspective and I have not done 400 pounds squat yet but I think I could um but again like it, the other the tricky part is it's one thing for me to do that in a month like think about it like I'm gonna Your competitions in a month no, oh, oh. no 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 I mean like in a month time like say like next week I test or last week I test my bench got the under yeah. right yeah next week I te- I take a break off for a week and then I test my squat and then I take a week off and then I test my deadlift but I got to do all those in the same day that's where it's like, okay, this is actually kind of, I got to wake up, fucking deadlift 500 pounds, eat a sandwich, <laughs> fucking bench 300, yeah. you know. Totally. It's like. Yeah. And
1: recover at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So. um
1: So when is your competition?
0: Um, I don't know for sure because I hit him up yesterday and I said, hey, I need that date. I need something on the calendar. We talked about April being like the first one, but I told him to look up Oregon, what would be a good meet to start at for like a. Is in Oregon? Yeah. Um. Portland area so it'd be a quick drive for us and basically like the idea is like probably springtime April uh do like a uh we would just call it like a fuck around meet you know like we're not going to do anything too crazy we're going to test with some like tapering which tapering for those listening is basically like the periodization plan leading into you don't just train 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 okay it's meet day you like basically accumulate volume go through intensification peaking phase deload and then taper into the um There's a bunch of different ways to periodize it. But, for example, you go through a periodization scheme and taper into the meet so that you're ready come meet day. Um, But uh, we'll do a mild one to play with some of those strategies and then do, like, a fun meet essentially in probably April and then another one later in the year whenever we feel ready. Dope. So something like – because my thought is, like, if I'm going to – when I do one where I want to, like, go for – take it home, you know, I don't want it to be my first meet because you're going to be nervous. You don't know what's going on. It's kind of different. Like new, like everybody all around you's is experienced. It's just different. You know, you're uncomfortable and insecure a little bit. So I want to go into it just ready to have fun and it be like a smaller meet and then go for a big one. Probably in Washington, especially because yep. I want to be like, I want to see what this state is working with, you know? Totally. Um, but probably spring and then later in the year. see Slavin's there. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> no shit. That's like, Al was here the other day, or uh, for those listening, one of our really good friends' dads, uh, but he also is a PE teacher. He wanted to, like, see the place, right? He's in the area. And uh, I was talking to him about, because he was like, uh, I told him I was going to do powerlifting. lifting, um, or you, I think you said something about, he was like, Travis said you're bulking up. And I was like, well, not really, because technically i got to lose a few pounds. Yeah. Because my weight class would I be said 165. You, I
1: said you're starting to do a power lifting competition. He, he goes... Didn't he just do a cut? And yeah. Now he's bulking? Yeah. I didn't say you're bulking, but yeah. either way. That's what he thought. Yeah. So
0: I told him no. And then I said, like, um, you know, I got to cut a little bit, technically, because I'm five ish pounds over what I would compete at. And then he uh, he goes, he said something about high school. He's like, oh, did you do the, did you remember the weightlifting program we had in high school? Or did you participate in that or go to any of the meets? And I was like, Al, <laughs> do you think I stepped foot in a gym in high school? Yeah. And he just kind of smiled and I was like, you know me better than that. Yeah. I was staying clear of anything like that in high yeah. school, man. Wait, let me. But, um, I was listening to hot dogs, guy. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> 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 but yeah man it's good I'm, uh, I'm nervous I'm excited it's going to be cool I think it's good I to awesome. to push yourself I'm learning a ton already it's going to be a very exciting thing um, I post a little bit on my story and a couple people will respond they were like please keep documenting showing what you're doing so I think we should just kind of keep tabs on it once I have a for sure date obviously I'll share that um, we're going to keep posting like my training sessions on the story just in like little montages so you can see kind of what I'm doing day to day very interesting split like it's an upper lower split but it's like upper lower uh, conditioning slash back or no, sorry, lower upper conditioning slash back, lower upper. So Wednesday I do like sled poles and then a bunch of rows and then some like movement mobility stuff. Um, so five days a week, but even like, it's different than a normal upper lower. Cause like, uh, tomorrow will be my second upper day. Cause I skipped yesterday for all the TLA stuff as we're recording this. Um, and, uh, it's the, like, it's just like all bench. I mean, I'm like doing competition bench and then dumbbell bench and then dips and then like some bicep curls not, you know, like just, it's not really upper body. It's basically like, this is just your bench day because yeah. that's one of the lifts I really need to improve on. Um But it's different, man. I'm excited though. I think it's good for people to set goals and, and kind of get uncomfortable, you know, see what you're capable of and, and have something in mind of what you want to accomplish.
1: Gotcha. You have to do three or four hundred up bench.
0: Um. If I was to get a 1,200-pound total, yeah. 300. 300. So I wouldn't have to increase. my squat. Yeah. Um, so basically, typically what you do, what a coach would advise you do, is go, okay, like, let's look at your lifts. Number one, what are you strongest in? And number two, what are your leverages most built for? So if you're, like, just – if your leverages are great for bench and you just – that's your strength. Like, usually the leverages match up with your strength and you just crush there. We're going to lean on that to carry you because let's say I can bench – 400 but i can't squat for shit well that bench makes up for it you know or i can deadlift a shit ton of weight my bench sucks but it doesn't matter because i crush everybody at deadlift some people are very even keeled um i would like to be somewhat even keeled because i want to have everything be big yeah but a lot of times you usually have one lift that's like lean on this and and get after it with um i I was just
1: i was just wondering why you said bench is the most you have to work on
0: i'm just not a great bench presser typically 300 sounds good it does (laughs) And, but,
1: then, and for 1200 you need 300 for bench. So why is that something you have to work on?
0: Um, like, I think most people like at— form? 100%, oh. for sure, because my form is way different than a typical powerlifting. Gotcha. But I also got to work on my squat a lot. I, honestly, I'd probably have to work—it's it's, kind of weird. So I think I have to work on my squat the most from a mental perspective because I have that, like, mental block and, like, mobility for my knee. Uh, but the strength is there. Um, my deadlift is pretty damn good. I'm pretty confident with that. It's just tweaking some form aspects and then the bench just like I struggled to get three hundred. I think at my weight for like a really competitive powerlifter, I should be closer to three fifty. Honestly. Um not for like a newbie going in there. Like I wanna I know I am a newbie for powerlifting, but yeah. I wanna fucking
1: start taking that. that uh that pre workout with caffeine.
0: Yeah, no shit. No, <laughs> I drink enough rock stars. <laughs> cool. Alright,
1: uh we wanna transition into talking about now that he's doing this powerlifting journey, talking about the tailored Trainer.
0: Yeah, so this has been a think, lot
1: of different changes and
0: I think we're gonna get um we're gonna be able to give some um good like insight for business owners too. Uh because that shit did not go as I anticipated, like full transparency. It's well, just been
1: it's not that it's not it's not going. It's not done.
0: Oh no, it's still gonna happen. Yeah. But it, uh, I thought it was going to launch Black Friday. Yeah. this And this is where I think people will learn. Um, hopefully, I can provide some insights about it. You know, I think that... So, for those listening, Tailor Trainer is still a thing. Like, we have the Tailor Trainer. But um, I probably should actually just honestly peel back and actually explain what it is. People don't really understand the back-end process of what the, has gone into the previous and the current, uh, the one I'm building. So... The current Taylor trainer, like I don't own that software, right? Like, so there is probably other people. I mean, I know there's other people for a fact. Um, other people out there have actually helped people do this exact same thing behind the scenes. So there's other people that have a very, very similar thing because of me. Yeah. But I don't own that app. I don't own the code. I don't own the design or anything. I simply put my programs and logo in there. It's, it's why um, you don't purchase it through my company's site technically. You purchase it through a third party, and then I get paid through a third party, which presents its own difficulties. But most of the time, if you have an app, that's the case. However, um, at a certain point, I realized, you know, there's a lot of things that I would like to improve upon this, and I don't have control over it. So when tech people make uh, a fitness app, there's only so much you can do to make it more like the fitness app you would want, right? And really, you're left with one situation. Deal with it. Or create your own app from scratch, like the code, the everything. As you can imagine, it's not cheap. So, what I decided to do was like, okay, I can continue to pay for this service and every year, and continue to have this this app, which delivers great programming, but in my opinion, this is just me being honest: subpar performance and technology. Um, Now, we don't get many complaints about it, so I think obviously I'm a perfectionist, but I want something that is just unbelievably cool. Like I want something that has everything I want. And it's not even just about the performance itself, but like a few things. Number one, if there's a glitch, that's very common. Usually you have to go into the app store to update it, so on and so forth. But I hate when something's not in my control. And it's like, if we hear about it, I got to reach up to customer service. Customer service reaches up, try to figure it out. Then they come back to them. Then they come back to me. Then we come back to the member. Like, I just fucking hate that. I want it to be like, this is my app. I own it. I control it my business partner writes the code it's fixed don't worry about it or we're ahead of it and we just know it's coming right so at a certain point I was like I'm just like I don't want to be a middleman yeah and I don't want to be controlled by anybody you know I want to be able to create the app I want I want to do it the right way I want to do it I want to have features in there that some of which I don't want to say because we haven't launched yet and some of them there's no other apps that have these features so I'm just gonna leave it like quiet and I might have like said some of them re- previously on the podcast uh, if people, like, really listen closely and read between lines. But there's just certain things that I think could accompany fitness and nutrition and or literally just help so much or be improved upon them with all these apps. Because, by the way, I have signed up for so many goddamn app subscriptions to see what other people do, how other apps work, what the design's like, what the functions are. Absolutely. Because my goal is to make the best fucking app ever. You know, like, plain and simple. Um, and so... After doing all that, I'm like, okay, I can't control this app, meaning I can't ever change it. And I can either settle with that or I can create my own and invest a lot of money and decide I want to do this on my own. So I decided to go that route. I was like, I'm going to continue using the software we're using right now for the rest of the year while I develop this app. So I sought out a company.
1: This was at the beginning of the year.
0: Yeah. And I'm not going to name any names, but I I sought out a company. Um, I signed a contract, got started with them, and we planned a launch date for Black Friday, November. It was just me and them. Then as I was trying to work this with them, because again, you know, having a group of tech people trying to create a fitness app for a fitness person who doesn't understand the tech world and the tech people don't understand the fitness world, which is, it's just, there's nothing bad about either side. It's just two completely different industries, right? And so when they're talking about certain things, I'm like, I have no idea what that is. And I just, I'm like, okay, yeah, just nod your head and smile. Cause I'm like, that just sounds like smart, cool yeah <laughs> like whatever sounds like that makes sense and then when i explain things that seem obvious they do the same and then it comes out wrong right and so we were having some issues in the beginning and then shannon my wife she was like why don't you have lee help you i was like what are you talking about she was like our, at the time our neighbor we moved uh so she's like our old neighbor lee i was like why would i do that she was like that's what he does for a living he like designs app prototypes for adobe and i'm like oh yeah, I should probably ask him for help. Yeah. I mean, he just lost like 30 pounds with me. Like I helped him out, lose weight. Like he's training, uh, every once in a while he comes here and trains. So I asked him, he was like, I would fucking love to do that. You don't even pay me. I was like, no, bro, I'm paying you. And he was like, no, like, I just want to do this. I've always wanted to be a part of it. Um, and I paid him cause I was like, there's no way I'm just letting you work for free. And so he came in and really helped the communication a lot. And it was like, he did all the design. And then this, the, the group did all the coding in the back and stuff. Cause he had a job, so he couldn't spend the time doing that side of it. And so we started building it out all of us together. We'd have bi weekly meetings and everything was going smoothly. Um, but it got closer and closer to, to November and we weren't ready. We weren't making progress. I was kind of being, I was felt, I felt like I was kind of being put in the dark with some things. Um, and long story short, it, we were just way behind schedule and, uh, there was just lack of transparency and communication on the, the software companies part or the app developers part um it's just some of this is gonna be kind of new for you because we haven't really sat down and really talked through all of it you know and obviously some i'll leave out and tell you privately but um essentially like it just it wasn't where it needed to be when it needed to be there and so i already had to say okay we're gonna have to push the launch date out i don't want to do it too early so we're gonna just say january 1st like new year's we'll just do it then um And even I could tell Lee had hesitations about that. And so that did not give me a good feeling. So then I talked to him and he was like, man, I'm just, I'm now that I'm getting some of the code and some of the stuff to take over as we go launch this. Cause the goal was help. They help us develop it. And then we take it over. Right. And he helps me manage it. And he was like, there's just some, uh, issues, shady stuff behind the scenes. Like, you know, like some stuff, like, uh, I don't think they were transparent with you. Some stuff I, I don't like, how do I say this? Um, They didn't actually make (laughs) like, uh, they bought that, Oh, a cheap template and told you that they made it. Yeah. And so basically there's some things that I feel like, and I can't prove, but I feel like I was overcharged for like, and this is the business lesson is like, there's going to be things that, I mean, the business world, I mean, it's, it's, what do they say? Shark eat shark world or whatever it is like. It's business, you know, so like it, it can get complicated. And sometimes you step into territories to develop or build or grow or, or uh, expand certain things or start new things that you are not in yet. You're not comfortable with. And it's, it can be difficult to understand what's going on. Um, and so long story short, he was, we, him and I sat down and I was like, look, like, can you take this over 100%? And he was like, yes, but I can't, I'm not going to get it ready by January 1st. I have a full-time job. I can't do it but I want, I I would love to be a big part of this. And so, which is why he's a business partner in the Tail Trainer, which is, it's a separate company technically. And so I brought him on as like a partner. Um, We haven't like signed papers and chicks. I'm waiting for the new year just because filing makes it way easier that way. But he's going to be like a legitimate partner in the company. So he can actually commit and devote a lot of time and effort to it, to to make it his own, you know? And so we took it over completely and we just kind of realized there was a lot that needed to be improved and fixed Ouch. so we were like man so that's why he was here yesterday as we were recording this and that's why i've been waiting to do this podcast until i finally sat down with him and we go okay let's review it all lay out a timeline what are we going to do you know and so um we're looking at probably six months until we launch is the goal um and that's overshooting what it's going to take to be honest with you uh, but that's also because we want to beta test it with people first to make sure it's like 100% Perfect. Because um, the, the truth is, is the, like, you could use the app now. Like, it functions. It's good. Um, the design didn't come out the way he originally created it, so he's, like, revamping a lot of stuff. We're adding in some new features, and we're just making things faster, better, process but quicker. Because um, certain things, like, are very real-time. It's a very... I mean, there's some features in the app that are just so dope, so it just is going to take time. But, like, I was like, I'd rather overshoot it and, like, make sure we get it by then. So... so basically we had to put another delay which is hard as a business owner one because i was so excited about this i invested and i'm not exaggerating for people listening tens of thousands of dollars of my own money like to make sure this goes out because i believe in this being something that is really really powerful in the fitness industry and can provide so much value and uh i I was very very pissed (laughs) when i found out that i like maybe some things weren't maybe i was kind of being duped on some things and um, i felt stupid to be honest with you but it's out of my wheelhouse to an extent. And I think the thing I am proud of myself for is that I was pissed for 20 minutes. Like I was like heated. I sent a voice memo, just like talking about how pissed I was and everything. And I sat in the chair and just really thought about it. and was like, what's the silver lining? You know, yeah. like, what, what can I learn from this? And it, and it really is just like the stack. Yeah. And, and number one was like, you can't do anything alone, man. Like for me to go into that realm, trying to just figure it out. I was stupid. Yeah. Like, I should have sought out somebody who has experience with app development first that I trust, you know, um, even with TLA, like, you know, going into, uh, I mean, honestly, foreign countries to visit supply chains and factories and where uh, materials are made before they get to the U.S. and all these kind of things. Dude, I have no business knowing that. Yeah, But Andreas does. He's been everywhere around the world. He knows how to speak multiple languages. He knows these places like that's somebody I trust, you know, he's had businesses in different countries and states, like, that's why he's in charge of the business area, but, like, that's a perfect example of not getting, like, put in the cart before the horse, and trying to do stuff by myself, like, you just need people, like, you need help, so, like, number one, I should have done that on the front end, instead of waiting to bring Leon, you know, Um, number two, like, multitasking is hard, man, like, we're, you know, we systemized a lot in TCM to make TCM coaching just higher quality and better, like way more integrative um, and build the team up a lot, which we did successfully. Um, clients are getting better results because of it. Coaches are more fulfilled because of it. Our systems are smoother because of it. Like this year was very successful in that department. I also was all year working on this tarot trainer. I was also developing the designs, the launches, the supply chain for TLA, right? And the marketing behind it. We're also moving into a new facility and I'm still like going back and forth every day about the the construction stuff, I mean, it's just a lot. I'm also a dad and a husband. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it was just, I think like, I, I really sat there and I was like, damn, I think I, I got a little ahead of myself with yeah. a lot of stuff if I'm being completely honest and I think it would, like, I wouldn't change it. I mean, I would change it. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't not do all those things at the same time. The thing I would do differently is, is, uh, like you said, the level of patience with them. Mm. I would have gone into it like, I'm not going to rush into hiring developers. I'm going to put the lo- I'm not even going to talk about it yet. I'm going to put the launch date out till uh, summer 2023, even though I want to get it done by black Friday, 2022, yeah. you know, like I would have done those things differently. Um, just because that's where we're at now. And it feels like a stress when in reality that that could be a success and it will be a success, but the way you perceive it in your mind is based on what you tell yourself at first, Yes. which for me was, it needs to be done before the end of the year, which is unnecessary. Um so it's gonna be dope. Yeah. It's still coming. Uh mid year. Um it's gonna be like I said, probably like June, July, like whatever uh, full transparency, whatever works best with marketing, what's yeah. the best date to launch something in the middle of the year? Because it's different, you know. Yeah. Usually it's before after summer, so we'll see. Um, but it's uh we're we're we are making a lot of progress. Be on the lookout. Um, yeah. If you go to the tailor trainer.com, like we have the website it's already there it's like uh there's there's a coming soon thing like we we're making progress and we're in a good place and now that i have a like a legit partner that literally lives down the street from me and comes and trains with me like it just is going to be so much better because now i have i have somebody who has been in the tech world doing this his whole life and is a gym rat you don't find that for apps you know what i mean most apps are made by tech people with meatheads trying to translate what they want totally you know um so it's, uh yeah, I think it's it's going to be really good. It's for the better and I'm excited for where it's going and I'm excited for what it's going to turn out to be because it's going to be so dope. Um, but I hate to admit that it, there's going to be a bit of delay, but I hope you guys got some lessons in that and uh, obviously stay tuned because um, the, the current app's still live. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong, but um, the new one is going to be coming um, a little bit later than planned. And so we're going to have some change-ups before then too, which I should probably say right now too. Yeah. Um, we're moving. so yeah, we're going <laughs> to, so basically, and this was the hard part too. It's like, I had a decision to make. It's like, okay, so do I stay with where we're at right now and wait another year? Right. Or cause the way these kind of things work, you pay for a year, you pay for a long time for softwares. So do I pay for a year, wait a year and then just basically waste six months of money or like, you know what I mean? What do I do? And so the smartest thing I could possibly do is, uh, after December, uh, basically close out the current Taylor trainer. So um, if you're a member and you're listening to this and you're like, what the fuck? Like, we have a solution for you. Don't worry. Like, you're not going to just be like, boom, absolutely discontinued. But it's going to be very hard for people to find it online and sign up for it. Yeah. So uh, your data is not going to just be, Gone. You have no training program stuff, but we will be in touch with you soon. Um, We are going to make some programs available via Train Heroic. So uh, I'm I'm in the process of creating some programs in Train Heroic. Train Heroic is a pretty dope app. Um, It is used by tons of people. We have multiple friends. I've had multiple people in the industry who I'm friends with and have been on the podcast who use that as their like subscription model. Um, So, in fact, there's there's honestly quite a few people who like market their training app. And it's not their app. Mm. It's Train Heroic, yeah. which is fine. Um, like I said, it, it costs tens of thousands of dollars a month after, like a lot of money um, <laughs> to develop an app. I mean, not tens of thousands of dollars every single month. It depends on what you do. Some people just pay hundred grand and it's like, let's develop apps. Some people, like what I did, I'm paying for service as we go. But nonetheless, most people just go through Train Heroic. It's a way more cost-effective way. And it's honestly a great solution because if, if somebody just wants to deliver their programs it's, it functions great. It is, it has all the features we need from AMRAPs and reps and sets and RPE and RAR and, uh, supersets and videos and like everything. Like if anybody listening has ever used that or true coach or anything, it's the same shit. Like, um, but you can do like a, a, membership style thing on there. Um, so a lot of people will do like teams. So you can join their membership app. You get the train heroic app and it's their programming. You pay a monthly bill and it's easy, seamless. It's already made. Um, there's no extra features in it, which, I mean, honestly, you don't need for a training program. You need a good training program, just like ours is right now. The reason I'm excited for our app that will come out mid-year is because there's going to be a whole bunch of extra shit that nobody else has, um, from, like, exclusive videos to – Okay, he just gave me a look. I <laughs> won't say too much, but <laughs> you just um, said 20 minutes yeah. ago. Uh, gonna... Well Well, well, the thing, the, the only things I'll say is like the there's I a library. <laughs> we already have videos that are so yeah. in depth and informative that aren't publicly released on social media, YouTube, anything that are only going to be in the app. So like the learning curve is going to be insane. Um, the only other thing I will mention is the forum. The forum is going to be really cool in there because yeah. it, it gives you direct access to myself and the assistant coach to be able to get like interactions if we do like challenges or if you want video critiques or anything it's just like a fucking facebook thread in your app with just us like it's really dope yeah but there's some other stuff in there that is so sick that i won't say because i don't want anybody to, try to steal it um and then if they do it after we release then you know who did it first but yeah. uh but trained heroic like from a training perspective is fucking amazing it's just training programs so what we're going to do is we're going to put some training programs in there um i'm going to put Together, I'm revamping uh, my most popular program. So the first one that we'll release is performance bodybuilding. There'll be a four-day and a five-day program. Um, that's definitely, like, our, like, cornerstone program. The most popular one in the, the Taylor Trainer. It's been uh, the most popular method I've used with WWE clients, regular clients, everybody. Like, it's, it's really, like, my personalized method that I, I would say that I use more than anybody. Like, the combination of, like, power and strength development with bodybuilding, you know? Um, And there will be a male and a female version, four-day, five-day. And those are the first ones released. But we're not doing a membership, so it's not going to be like you pay monthly and stuff like that. It's like you buy the program. It's a 12-week program. Four-day, five-day, male, female, you choose, boom, 12 weeks. And we'll probably release a second program as well just so you have options in there, some kind of like more physique-based. But like I'm only going to put a few in there that are like these are my best programs that are guaranteed to fucking work that I know you'll love not a ton of options. And it's not going to be a monthly payment. I want people to be able to just get a really good price on a a one-time fee for a program that keeps them engaged in training and getting results until the new app launches. And then when the new app launches, it's easy to just jump in and and get it. So it's a really smooth, easy transition. It gives you programming from me until then, um, in a really easy to use manner and smooth program design, like from an app perspective. So the user experience will be good. and, And we know that because it's, Rogue's a massive company, you know? So um, that's what's coming up. Uh, right. when, when are these going to be released? Uh, honestly, as you're listening, is very, very soon. Like these will be released by January for sure. Um, and so once they go live, I'll be sharing them on the, we'll probably mention them on the podcast that we air that week. We'll put them in my Instagram um, bio and on the story and all that kind of stuff. So you'll be able to find them pretty easily. Um, and then once those go out, all the Taylor trainer website URLs are going to go to it, like an under construction page and we're just going to be waiting for the release. And And I will be sharing snippets of that. So as we test it and as we like get the cool functions and features, I'm going to be sharing that stuff with you, get you guys hyped up and share it. But um, I really wanted to discuss this today to just kind of uh, be transparent on the business front so people can learn from my mistakes um, and, uh, and grow from it and then see how I found the silver lining to make this even better. Cause it, it really is going to be better. And, we have a plan. And my main focus was like, again, is like, I'm, I'm, I can be patient if I know it's worth it, but I need to get programming out to the people who need programming. Yeah. And that was my main focus. So if you guys are in the Taylor trainer right now, we are going to have some kind of uh, easy to do way for you to get into the new, uh, get the new programs and choose them and, and make sure that uh, everything runs smoothly. So just be on the lookout for them, a notification for us because that's coming soon um, and we will we'll keep you in the loop. Amen. But, but yeah, so... Um, this podcast was a good just fireside chat. They say, I don't know why it's called that.
1: Um, I've never I mean, I guess
0: that. you sit by, the, anytime it's like a, a like an after seminar or a podcast about nothing, it's a fireside chat. Oh. I think it's because you sit by bonfire and just bullshit. I guess. But uh, just kind of shooting the shit, talking about some stuff that I think you guys can get value from and need to know. Uh, one more time, if you, if you want any of our gear, if you want to jump on this first launch, tailoredlifeapparel.co. Link in the description. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Um, I just want to say, we appreciate you guys for your support so much, and we will catch you next time. We'll